What's up, everyone? Welcome to We Out Here MMA, not co- podcast, but show, but now, now podcast. podcast. Wow. Guys, if you're shocked about that, don't be, because you know what? We're about to go into the new year. We do new things up here. We do big things, aka Lift God. Check out a single Ooh. big. Uh, we are now a podcast. Right now, we are not on all the Spotify's, the iTunes, and all that stuff. We are just on this link here below. But we will be joining all your favorite podcast streaming services in the next year. But if you're like, I don't want to listen to that. I want to look at these handsome faces. I want to see Alex looking at a screen, Acosta, or Nick <laughs> literally owns only black because his clothes matter. And I respect that. All clothes matter. <laughs> All clothes matter, Nick. All right. Should I say that? Is that okay to say? Say it right now. See what happens. And we're gonna cut All in really close. All clothes matter. And then we're gonna we're gonna bleep out clothes and change that to something else. Okay. <laughs> Let's start off the show. <laughs> First of all, Ooh. with our favorite Chola, Alex, wearing that his New Year's attire. Alex, tell us about your attire and what you do on the night out. Let's say 2019, <laughs> if it was a New Year's. What would you do, Alex? Um, I'd be at home uh, watching Netflix and going to bed. With Bro. his lady. Oh, yeah. Can you have a picture with, of her lady my, right here? Right here? <laughs> my there she is. Just zoom up on his hand. There she is. Her name is Karen. Dang, she thick. Karen. She is, she is thick. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you have the widest. I don't even know what that part is. <laughs> Nick, how do you work that muscle out? This part by uh, benching a lot, bro. Just, yeah, you just you just lift fucking thousands of pounds like Alex does. Yeah, used to thousand pounds. I'm fat. I can't wait for <laughs> hey. the new year. New year's resolution is what get fat. Eat my get ass. back in shape, bro. <laughs> now, nah, man, I say new year's resolution for you is straight up to do a competition. You yeah. need a I'll you need an end goal. Good. It's going to be sponsored by this podcast. And if you don't, you're kicked off the show. We bring on a fan. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, uh, what? Let's get Alex some steroids. We're going to have a GoFundMe down below to fund uh, Alex's steroids. It ain't that expensive, but... Uh, but we'll do it anyway. Why not? Well, hey, Let's Nick, have a giveaway. Tell us about what you typically would do on a New Year's Eve with your now uh, wife. What did you guys do last year? And why are you wearing all Every black? year, we usually uh, we go to Tiff's family's house. Zoom up on Alex celebrate. yawning. Zoom up on Alex oh, yawning to this story. <laughs> we usually don't last that long because we fall asleep at yeah, like midnight. Too. You know? And then we I mean, fall asleep that's... and then it's all good. That's the time that you need to stay up to anyway. So you're good. Yeah. It's like we're boring, dude. We don't do anything for New Year's, dog. And I feel like everything that you can do for New Year's is usually riddled with COVID, you know, like mm. a lot of people and then there's COVID everywhere. So, you know, I think we're going to sit this year out. Yeah. 2018, 2018, I was at my friend Alfonso's house. We got, tur- we got turn up, you know, turn up. And then we went to Thanks apple cider and shit. You know? Actually, no, I actually turned up to actually drank alcohol, but beer, not like liquor. And then <laughs> Brewskies, uh, bro. that's a guy that drinks right there. But like, <laughs> like beer, not like liquor or something. Uh, and then uh, like liquor, fool. And then like we went to sleep around uh, like maybe four and then woke up whenever the Rose Parade started because they lived like right Pasadena. next to it. Yeah. And then we just woke. We woke up. You guys want to camp out there. this year for the Rose Parade? Are they even having one or no? No, I think they are. It's canceled. Huh? No, it's this is going to be the weirdest year because usually Pasadena is just filled with tourists and Everybody kind of blocks off the street, but now this year, none of that. I heard they're doing none it still. That. It's just no. It's like the I think the they're still doing the parade, but then it's just all like the NBA automated like clapping and stuff. Yeah. No, that, oh, dude. 
It's a bubble. This is brought to you by Proper Twelve. <laughs> I Irish. don't fucking care. That's, that's Darren uh, Till. No, that's Connor. Brought to you by Decoy. Fake wine brought to you by. No, this Decoy. is real wine. I what the house that I'm house sitting. He's like, hey, I don't know if you drink wine or not, but you can drink this wine. And I was like, I don't, but okay. Brought to uh, you by Endus for electronics. Ooh. Well, guys, that's how we like to start our pod is just blow out our mics with Endus and also make fake uh, promos. Guys, I'm taking these off because <laughs> I feel gay. Uh, <laughs> that was very. Can we Mark zoom Norman. in on his face? That was very Mark Norman. Sorry, <laughs> I feel gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this year we're going to do something different because it's our first time doing this. We're going to do our end-of-the-year MMA awards from the We Out Here family because guess what? Everyone listens to this podcast. Everyone <laughs> watches this show. So our vote matters. Yeah. Go out and vote. Uh, so, guys, we're going to start off the first award for Breakout Fighter of the Year. Why not start with someone, he or her, that has just exploded onto the scene? What does Breakout Fighter mean to you, Alex? Breakout fighter to me means that you were somebody that not that much people knew. You were newer to the Federation. The federation. Uh, yes. Had some couple World fights. Wrestling you know, federation. But you decided to turn up, mm. never down, and you decided to go out and start beating people's asses and beating them d- cool ways knockouts yeah. all that beating ass is cool oh yeah okay and the beating ways possible beating good fighters and for me that person to me is kevin holland whoa didn't wow. ask for that hold that hold that in come on man nick what does breakout fighter to you mean don't give me your pick yet damn it um breakout fighter to me means someone that like is less known in the federation and they come out and they beat people's asses in real cool ways so me and alex Ooh. are aligned on that guys breakout fighter international sign for aligned Oh, I love that. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, I would take all that stuff. It says you're coming up in the Federation, and you get up passes real cool. And sometimes real cool. you tap those bongos, boom, 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 with a knockout or submission, whatever Ooh. that means. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I think I would add another element to that. I'm going to put Breakout Fighter for someone not only that was active, cool KOs, but I really think it's how much are you in the diaspora of the MMA media. or like Diaspora, in, this in guy the, says. In the, in the zeitgeist. You know what? I don't. But everyone always says Asian diaspora. So I know. know. <laughs> That's, that was my reference. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, MMA diaspora. Hashtag. Uh, okay. So I'm going to say just someone that's just in the MMA ether that we did not know at the beginning of the year. And now we're like, oh, shit. That's a household name. Yeah. So to start it off, Alex, I think you already said the name. Tell us who your breakout fighter of the year of 2020 during the pandemic and why. Go Kevin ahead. Holland. Woohoo! Because I feel like when he first came on, he did a short notice fight with Tiago Santos. No one knew who he was. I remember watching him and I was like, oh, this guy's funny because I was watching him fight him. And the whole time he's like talking, talking shit and like making jokes with him the whole time. And then just this year, he has the most fights won in a whole entire calendar year, right? And every single fight, there was one fight where I remember when it first happened, even he was like, Oh, I didn't win that fight. It was against Darren Stewart. But I remember thinking to myself and then watching it, I was like, I thought he won the fight. I thought he looked good. Mm. So I think every single fight this year, he did good, good, good. And then he ended the year with a crazy knockout from his back against a legend. Uh, so And then that had everybody talking about him because I think there's only one f- other fight where someone's been knocked out like that when they're on their back. It was by Nico Price. But uh it wasn't towards like the caliber of person that it it, would, it was done to right so 
That's why I have Kevin Holland as the breakout fighter of the year. Wow, that is a very good pick. You know what I made a mistake? Because I should have given you guys some names to choose from and some other names. But you know what? Kevin Kevin Holland is a great pick. Nick, before, because I think I know who your pick is, Nick, because you just copy Alex all the time. That's what you're known yeah. for. We're going to put a montage of you just copying Alex Fuck. all the time because he works at a place with MMA people. You don't. Like um, minds contra uh, contract uh, great ideas together. So Cool. Let's replay that's that. That's what I've always said. Uh, but just to put some other names out there, Nick, maybe I can change your mind. No, no, no. So how about have... this? How about now? I'll give you my. I, how about I, I, I give you some more? No, how about no, no, no. I I'm give you some give more? You one. I'm gonna give you one. Okay. Oh, here we go. So, but can Kevin I do it for Holland? the audience? Can I name some names for the audience? Though? Yeah, yeah. I, you know okay. what? I'll give you a reason for each every single one of them. Go ahead. All right. So we have Kevin Holland, right? Fantastic. Alice gave yes. us a great uh, explanation of him. He was my uh, first this... pick, but whatever. It's all good. I have other picks. We also have go. a guy that you guys like chestnuts. Because what about Hamzat Chemaev? Yes. Okay. As a Hamzat fighter, Hamzat Chemaev. And you yeah. know what? Some a couple other fighters that I, I think I need an honorable mention that should be in the running. Also, Davison Figueiredo. Who wins a title ends up almost possibly with a fighter, best fight of the year as well. So let's put that guy out there. From nothing yeah. to something. I'll give you my male and female picks. How about that? How about I keep going? All right. <laughs> so next, don't forget Mackenzie I can't win Dern. with this guy. People forget about Mackenzie Dern, who's been on that the was rise. My female pick. Here, but also, did you have Amanda Ribas? Hebus literally became a star overnight, Alex. I'm a little disappointed you didn't think about that. And guys, don't forget. Nah, I don't care about him. Buckley, we'll save you for another thing. You know what? You're not. My whole thing with that is Ooh, like, Amanda Rivas. Amanda Rivas won one fight. Hebus. 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 She won one fight against uh, Paige, and everybody knows I love uh, Amanda Hebus. But that's one fight. Rivas. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, first Buck, of all, let's get Nick. Let's get Nick's pick. So, first. so Gilbert, who's your break? <laughs> Nick, who do you... Nick, who do you got? Um, I think, okay, so for male, since Kevin Holland is taken, I'm going to go with Hamzat Shemaev. You can do of course, bro. Hey, be a man, bro. Be you. No, 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 no. Be you, bro. The reason why I picked Hamzat, I wish I get. I wish I went first because Kevin Holland, we, we've been saying this for, for all year. Kevin yes. Holland is my guy. I'm really happy that he's getting the shine that he deserves. But uh, second runner-up is for sure Hamzat Shemaev mm. because – before the year started, who was this guy? Nobody knew who the fuck this guy was. He fights back-to-back -back weekends and smashes his opponents, and then he goes out and KOs Gerald Mershart in, like, 15 seconds, which is absolutely insane, right? Eh, possible, but go ahead. Nah, but the way he did it was, like, come on, there was a lot of eyes on him, and the You're way right. for You're him right. to come out and to perform under that pressure – and was ready to go. And, and, right. I'll, That's say, a great and I'll say this on Nick's point too. Everybody was like, oh, well, this is his first real test. We'll see how he is against yeah. a real fighter. He knocks him out. And then all of a sudden, Gerald Mershart's like, eh, but that's Gerald Mershart. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I've been saying that was Gerald Mershart at the beginning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you've been a Hamzat hater, okay? But the other thing, too, is <laughs> okay. he's one of the only fighters of 2020 that got his scheduled fight postponed twice. Come on, right? Against sure. Leon Edwards. They got canceled again, again. today. But mm -hmm. I was really bummed about that. But whatever. It is what it is. All right. So the reason why Mackenzie Dern is my female pick for breakout fighter is because last year, everybody was writing her off. We kind of were like, ah, I don't know if she's going to do that well. I like Alex's pose, by the way. We don't know if she's going to do that well. She got some <laughs> lackluster performances, right, in 2019. 
and she had a baby and stuff like that. So everyone's kind of questioning how, and she missed weight. So it was all this controversy this year. She came out, improved her hands, right? She, she looked great in her fights. She improved her hands and she was subbing every, like what she had two fights this year or three fights. I think it was three, three. She had three wins in 2020. Right, and now she's a force to be reckoned with in the. Whoa, you could do that. How'd you do that? Focus, Nick. Come on. And now she she's a top contender, and she's in the, I think top fifteen of the strawweight division. So, you know, I feel like for her, I feel like she had a big year. Honestly, guys, uh, I think you guys are right. Uh, you guys already know. I'm <laughs> honestly, I've been on the Hamza, not the Hamza, the Holland train forever. Yeah. And honestly, I think what sealed it even for me, and I think for all of us, was just that Jacare, that last fight. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of went boop. This guy just wants to fight all the time. He had COVID. Fight got called off. He like chilled at his house for seven days, tested po- uh, negative, and then got back to fighting. Like That's this so guy's crazy. Ridic- that guy's crazy. Also, yeah. which means COVID's fake. <laughs> yeah, Dana, it's Dana caused White by did five G. There you go. Alex, tell us about 5G and COVID. Go ahead. You have two seconds. Um, so basically, uh, when you... All right. Cool. There, right. Yes. there we go. Good stuff, guys. All right. Kevin Holland is the We Out Here Breakout Fighter of the Year. Shout out to all the other nominees, but sorry, guys. You got to beat Mr. Holland. Also, does he have a nickname? The Trailblazer. Uh, the Trailblazer, Trailblazer I think. Yeah. Guess Nick doesn't know it's New Year's, Alex. I know. I... <laughs> Idiot. I, I want to do that. How do I do that? Idiot. <laughs> Nick doesn't know. He doesn't have the is capabilities. That, is that it? No. Oh, man. Hey, this is also a podcast now, so no one knows what we're doing. All right? Cool. All right, guys. Uh, let's move on to our next couple. We're going to go quick on these before we get to some of the bigger nominee, uh No, awards. let's go long on this, dude. All right, let's go long. Best fight card of the year of 2020 pandemic. There were so many fight cards. Let me just say this. I don't even remember. All I know is that... There are, this was actually a really good year of fights. And I want to say, I think part of it might have been actually no crowd sometimes. There was something mm-hmm. about watching some of these fights with no audience, just hearing the punches, the corners, and the fighters sometimes just talking to each other and just like all the grunts and everything that made. Yeah. I think, honestly, so many of these cards so good just on TV because of that, for that own, yeah. yep. that one reason. So, yep, uh, yep, Nick, yep, let's yep. start with you. I can't go through a list because, honest, if I'm being completely honest as a fan, they all kind of mishmash after a while. I'll but tell Nick, you which one it is. Tell okay? me which one it is, Nick. The ear. The best fight card. Let's let's talk just main event, like the main main card, right? Yeah. I think it has to be UFC 249. It was which, their first, which is Ferguson versus Gaethje. Uh, it was the first fight card after the COVID, right? After the COVID shutdowns and we didn't know if we'll have sports COVID. again. And that was the first fight card with no crowd in a giant arena in, I think, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So we had, let's let, let's just talk about the fight card. Okay. We had starting it off, we had Greg Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro, which was eh, kind of a lackluster fight, but it was still a pretty good fight. But then we had Calvin Cater, Jeremy Stevens, which was an amazing fight, right? An amazing finish. Francis Ngannou versus Rosenstrike, which oh, lasted wow. 20 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Great fight as well. Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, another good fight. And then we had to top it off. We had Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje, which was a shocking kind of, we didn't see how that was. Everyone, I think Tony Ferguson was a big favorite. Justin Gaethje came in and kind of ruined the party, but it was an amazing fight from top to bottom. And it was just fun to watch with no crowd because that was the first time we've ever seen fights with no crowd on a main card with these superstars. So I feel like UFC 249, See the sealed the deal for me. 
Wow, actually, uh, you going through that just reminded me that was a pretty crazy card and how yeah, like, was everyone was texting each other like, this is nuts. And people that I think there were no sports on, I had friends like text me like, dude, UFC is crazy. It's so good. I'm like, what a crazy card to kick off the pandemic. And Alex, can I also add ahead. the amount of blows that you heard in the main event from like the hard shots being landed? It kind of yeah. really showed you the reality of like the violence of the sport without a crowd because a lot of times we take that for granted. We don't really know how hard these motherfuckers are throwing at each other. But in that fight, we heard everything. And it was it was kind of eerie, but it was uh it was just a you very unique Irie. experience. Yeah, Irie. It's Irie. That's what Connor Rivera says. He just says like that. For up a twelve whiskey. Uh Alex, uh hit me with some knowledge. Which what, what card did you think was fight card of the year? I think it was the very last one, 256. You have 256, bro. I gotta Every, pick one? That whole thing. So, like, that card was good, the one with Gaethje and stuff. But there was a couple, like, fights that were just eh. Like, the Jorgen de Castro and uh, that fight to me was eh. Like, it was all right. And then, but this last fight card was every single fight was good. Like, the first fight that guy, uh, the Ben Askren lookalike, was getting beat the shit out of him. He comes back with a fucking submission. Escooper. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Tisha Torres looked good. She won it by TKO. You had fucking Fizez and Moicano. That knockout was insane. Woo! You had Cub Swanson. Main uh, card only. Main card only. I know, but no, you went through yeah. DeCastro and all them too. And then that was, that was that was on the main card. No, was it? If it wasn't was the main it? Oh, yeah, card, that's one, terrible one. then. It wasn't. Then that's a shitty card. It was. There's one. One out of, one out of it five. Come on. But that's what I'm saying. And then you got to the main card. Even then, like the whole card was good. The main event was probably the one of the greatest fights in men flyweight history. I mean, the, I, th I honestly, the, the most boring fight to me, and it was still a finish on that fight card, was JDS and Gone. Zero Gain. And that was still, that would be a main event. That's what I'm We're saying. We're happy with that if that so, happened. And so my answer is 256. You have to 256 is my final answer. <laughs> Basically. I stick with mine. Guys, I have to choose between you two. So, Alex, right, convince right, me more. I think more. that everybody knew that, hey, yo, look at This is 2020. This is the crazy fucking year. This is the last fight card of this. Let's just go all out. Everybody, I feel like, gave everything in their fights. And there was a lot of finishes, a lot of good back and forth. I think that fight card was the best. And I think it would, it, I feel like the two cards that had the most eyes on them were the ones that Nick just mentioned because it was the first one mm -hmm. with COVID. And then this one, cause it's the last one. So um, I, like I, it. Full circle. I think, I think 256 was, uh, I think 256 had a little bit better fights. Okay. Wait, let me interject. I will call on you. Okay. So you guys have two more. You have one more rebuttal, Nick. You have 15 seconds. Alex, you have a rebuttal to Nick. If you'd like it, I will choose who I think has the best case because I can't decide. Nick, go ahead. 15 seconds. This isn't really a rebuttal, but I'm surprised nobody said UFC 251. Great. You're losing a cause. I think that one's better than 256. Honestly, 251, Jorge Masvidal, Kamara Usman. I think that one is arguably better than 256. 256 was a great card, but come on, dude. The only thing for me is that the Usman fight and Jorge Masvidal fight wasn't the most Slaper. exciting fight. But you had Alexander Volkanovsky. We had Why is he, he's like, he didn't respond to that. He went to the yeah. next fight. But, 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 but you but also listen, got uh, Herb Dean yeah. was uh, the, the ref. Uh, yeah. Peter Dana, Jan, was there? Jose Aldo. Amanda Rebus, but that Paige fight Van too, Zandt. dude. That fight too. The Jose Aldo, Peter. If you now when you compare that fight to all the fights of the year, it's kind of like he won the title. 
but that was the that was three title fights. All right, and 15 seconds, up, 15 seconds up. 15 seconds up. You had a chance to defend your own car, but you did it. You you kind of veered off, and it hurt your face. 249 number one. Uh, final statement, Alex. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the fight car that you just mentioned, Max Holloway got robbed, so that would never be the best <laughs> fight card in the world. Yeah. But everyone knows he won, though. Everybody yeah, knows he won. He got oh, robbed, don't. and he don't have the title. So, no. that He's can't he's, can't. he's featherweight champ in my eyes. That's hey, all all right, guys. Here we go. I'm going to decide uh, what are my hey, choices. Hold on, real quick. Yeah. Before everybody gave me one. Oh, there we go. All right, my bad, Gil. <laughs> uh, so I'm choosing between Nick's, uh, you, the first car, which is, yeah, UFC 249 of the pandemic. Is that correct, Nick? Yeah. Just for our audience. And who was the main yeah. event for that? Uh, Tony Ferguson versus, I almost said Tony Gaethje versus Tony uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson Justin Gaethje. Makes no Ooh. sense. Our, our don't know hurting English. Your, hurting your case even more because the fans <laughs> don't even know what you just said. <laughs> Tony Alex, Ferguson you, versus Justin Gaethje. Alex, what was your card? UFC what? And who was the main event? 256. The main event was Davison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno for the flyweight championship. Oh. Greatest flyweight in men's history fight. Guys, I'm here happy to announce uh, with my Santa hat on that ho, 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 Christmas is here early again. The we out here... Best fight card of 2020 is the last card of the fight year, guys. It is Moreno what? versus Ferguson. Did you have a stroke announcing that as well, dude? <laughs> the hat threw me off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> For the podcast the listeners. Off. I'm wearing a Christmas hat. He's wearing a Christmas hat. All right, guys. Let's move Christmas on hat. to the next one. Let's look at these next two uh, pretty quick. I don't have nominees. Uh, worst fight of 2020. Alex, uh, you're planking. That's what I used to do when I hold my poop when I was a kid under the Christmas table. And, yes, we had a Christmas table year-round. Uh, oh, Alex, right now, worst fight. Just name it. Izzy Romero. Ooh, that was a hard one. I'm going to move Damn. on quickly to Nick the Ear. Nick, what was the worst fight of the year? Say it really slow so I can mouth it. Uh, Derek Lewis and Erie Latifi. Why did you just say the one we were all thinking? Are you serious? You no. don't think that you thought that that's worse than Izzy Romero? You don't have to make this one uh, exciting. Let's so, just be honest. Let's be honest. Okay, I think for it was a big letdown. I think it wasn't necessarily like okay, just action wise compared to the co-main event was Zhang Wei Li and Joanna and Jacek. That was an amazing co-main, right? So leading up to the main event, we were expecting a big fight between Izzy and Yoel Romero, and they just stood in front of each other. While it's very, it, it's if you're that watching wasn't that technical. fight, that was not technical. It's it's like no I one's giving. I already have a rebuttal no for, inch, for right? No one's giving an inch. But at the same time, yeah, it it, it was the worst fight of 2020, I think. But <laughs> it was, it was, it was because I, right. I was I was really let down because I'm a huge. Izzy fan and I was just was like oh man it sucks because I wanted to see him fight Yoel but then again Yoel Romero didn't really do anything so it's not I don't really put the blame on Izzy I put him more on uh, Yoel that's why I got Bellator now don't beat me up please all right uh you know I, I think we all know unanimously that's gonna be the worst fight of the year I think with the stakes and hand the fighters that we're expecting the Bro, did this full cut out again? It had to be uh, Adesanya and Romero. But does any does anyone have any honorable mentions of other worst fights? I think uh, Nick, you just said uh, Latifi and what is that? Nah, that was that Is was frozen? just. Um, Am I no, frozen? You're good, you're good. No, you're good. You're, you're good. good. You're good. Um, no, nah, that was that was just a, a nonsense one I just called out. But uh, I don't know. That fight actually actually that fight was actually pretty good. It was it was back and forth. So I wouldn't so say yeah, it was, the, it was the a, Latifi and Derek it? Lewis. They were both like at least trying to finish each other. Yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point, I think the other though, I think the for me, 
damn it was literally just on the tip of my tongue and then i just hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. i was just thinking people are like i looked up the worst fights of 2020 because i couldn't really remember any of them and then people were saying home and pennington too but i don't yeah, remember that was that, that wasn't that all. well because it wasn't that exciting it was very uh damn bro i had a fight on the tip of my fucking tongue and i just forgot it i was literally was it, about to just yell it out right now was it carla sparza versus uh, michelle watterson no like all I right next next category nobody <laughs> wants to talk about the worst fight dude fuck that all right guys uh, let's move on to uh best upset of 2020 in the world of mixed martial arts alex you have not buttoned one of your sleeves so i'm going to choose you first <laughs> best upset i don't know if the odds were like the numbers were crazy all i know is that i so much people were counting this guy out and he went in and he did work and it's cheeto vera versus sean o'malley Ooh, already i like that answer that might win the yep. award uh nick do you have a another fight to combat that for so mine's Mine is not as high profile, but to me, I thought this was a huge, uh, it was my favorite upset. Okay. And it was Roxanne Modafari versus Macy Barber because, uh, Roxanne was, I think plus like 600 or 700, which is a pretty big, um, gap. And then yeah, it might've been like Barber in that sense. Right? Yeah. Macy yeah. was like, I think minus 1000 or something like that. Plus yeah. all or, the media, her age, yeah. The, yeah. just the, the machine behind her. Yeah, Macy Barber is like the new hot, you know, up and coming female fighter. That's that's like, oh, she's a phenom. She's a young. Mm -hmm. She was beating everybody up. And then Roxanne is like OG. She, she's OG, right? She she wears all the crazy shit to her, her weigh-ins, and she's kind well, of nerdy or whatever, like right? Kind of a nerd, yeah. Yeah, very unassuming. And she went out and smoked Macy Barber in the way yeah. that I did not think was going to happen. I feel like everybody from just watching that fight, it's a true. Like visual, if you didn't watch UFC at all and you were to see those two women stand next to each other, you'd be like, oh, Macy Barber is probably going to win, yeah. right? Just just by looks alone. And she went out and smashed her, which was pretty cool to watch. I don't know went if we out. were doing the show at that time, but I remember I called that fight. I told, I forget, I don't know if it was one of you guys. I think but you were talking to me. Yeah. I, I said, I was like, oh yeah, because I think we watched it at your house, Nick. I was like, yeah. Roxanne's going to beat Macy Barber. Like I, I, I just knew that she was going to that whole entire yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the dark horse for this one. At first, I was like, of course, Chito Vera, because we saw that, that um, just the build-up to that fight, and Sean O'Malley mm -hmm. getting just puked The on. hype train. The yep. hype train shut down, but I'm going with the underdog for this award. And guess what? Good Roxanne, one. you win an award because <laughs> you beat Macy Barber. So uh, we out here, uh, best upset goes to Roxanne I can't even say her last name right now. Modafferi. I'm going to call it just Roxanne hey. trained by Josh Barnett. Hey, real quick, real quick before I forget it again. Worst yeah. fight that I was thinking of was if there would have to be a runner-up for Izzy Romero, it would be Curtis Blades and uh, Alexander Volkov. Because all that fight oh. was Curtis Blades doing three billion takedowns and nothing was being done on the floor. You know what? I picked that one instead. <laughs> that was a, that was a lit because I actually watched that in my car, thinking I was gonna miss something when I was driving. I almost got in three accidents, and no shit happened. It was boring. It was very, very. very I remember Dana White was even so mad about that fight. He was talking about, yeah. He was like, "You want to get a title shot? You fought like that. That fight was actually very boring." But yeah, you know what? All right, guys. Uh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I just got a word from our producers, which is us. Uh, that <laughs> we are revoking. I apologize to Adesanya and Romero. <laughs> 
Academy I agree. Award. This is a I situation. This happens all the time to Oscars. What was that movie? Uh, Moonlight and uh, La La Land. La La Land. <laughs> we have a situation here. It looks like the winners of the worst fight is Curtis Blade and Volkov. Volkov. It's like when yeah. Steve Harvey gave that the wrong person the the. <laughs> oh <time>. yeah. <laughs> Wait. Throw that clip up. We can't find it. Okay. Uh, let's move on to best performance of 2020. Let's define this because this is very vague, Nick the Ear. He was mm -hmm. our note producer for the evening. So shout Let's out go, to baby. Nick. Oh, Let's go. Uh, Nick, what does best performance of 2020 mean to you? Let's say flawless victory. How about that? Ooh, Someone I that like came it. out and just exceeded Smoked. expectations smoke let's say yeah, exactly. let's call this the flawless victory of 2020 but no smoke award how about that there no we smoke. go no smoke so you Nick, want no let's, smoke. Start, let's start with <laughs> what that, that sounds like a world star like me no, no smoke. No. <laughs> uh nick give us their flawless victory award all right so i have two okay great but, i asked for uh, one go ahead. i know so this is what i'm gonna say my heart says Habib always because Habib, number one, goat, true goat, right? Mm. Habib, inshallah, you know, alhamdulillah. But I think Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya was probably my favorite, like, performance. I feel like the way Izzy went out and just completely made Paulo Costa look like he did not belong in the same fighting organization as Izzy. And the way he smoked he him in two though, rounds, so. you said what? He didn't get memes though. So, what do you mean? He didn't get any sleep the night before. So, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you saying right that, now? That was his excuse. Remember, that was his excuse. <laughs> He's like, I, said? I, I didn't yeah. get no memes. So, I did not perform the best. He said memes? No, yeah. that's just, that just oh. means sleep in Spanish and kind of. Because <laughs> the build up to the fight, the build up to the fight. The buildup to the fight was Paulo Costa is the biggest threat to Izzy's uh, championship reign. And I thought so, too. I thought he was going to give him a, a fit. And Stylebender went out and made him look like a fucking amateur. That is right? a flaw. Like, that was a flawless victory. Like, didn't lie. take any shots. Like, barely took any damage and just smashed him for two rounds. He took one body kick, but that's whatever. But he caught it and he scooped it through. So. That's so true. Does that really right. count, though? I like that pick. I like that pick a lot, Nick. Ooh, Nick is here with some fire, Alex. What do you got for me for the flawless victory of Ooh. the year award? All right, so that one's a good one, but I'm going to tell you why it's not my pick. Ready? Because, because I feel like there was way, way, way more people on the side of Izzy's about to go in here and outclass Paulo Costa. There were so much people saying that that's what was going to happen. My best performance of 2020 is Justin Gaethje beating up Tony Ferguson because there was a lot like more people, too. people saying, oh, uh, Justin doesn't have a gas tank because of his first couple fights in the UFC where he got tired and got finished. And, that, and he took the fight on short notice. And he took the fight on short notice. Tony has the best gas tank. Tony has good pressure. Tony has good uh, groundwork. Tony has good wrestling. Blah, blah, blah. Justin Gaethje's like, hey, hold all these fucking bombs right to your fucking face and let me beat the shit out of you for five rounds. And maybe I'll let you land a little uppercut in round two. But other than that, I'm going to beat the shit out of you for five rounds and finish you finish him in the fifth round finish tony ferguson he finished tony ferguson not that much people damn do. dare i say that could also be in contention for biggest upset that Ooh. is actually now that, now i feel like we might have to rewind the tape roxanne but that's a pretty high. good one because we everyone came in with like you can't stop tony you can't stop tony yeah. and dude not only was it a flawless victory 
it was an upset. I believe that was considered an that, upset. He was he was a favorite going in. Tony Ferguson was. And even like in our mindset, what, scrap the numbers. I think we all were like, at least, oh, it's Tony Ferguson. No one can ever do that to him, and it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. Between those two, wow. Does anyone have any more honorable mentions uh, top of your head? Nick, you had two, didn't you? I had Habib. The way and and just based mm. off everything that going into that fight, everyone talking about the threat that Justin Gaethje um, had towards Habib. I feel like a lot of people were really like, "Oh, Habib is really going to get tested with Justin Gaethje." And I thought the same thing too. And he made him look like he didn't belong in the ring with him. Like he smashed him in two rounds as well. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like Izzy's really impressed me to me. And I know what Alex was saying. A lot of people thought yeah. that Izzy was going to smash him anyway. But man. I don't know. I just felt like the way he went out there and just took literally no damage and just made it look so easy. He just made it look like he didn't belong anywhere near them. But you can say that with all these guys. That is true. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me to give the award to. Uh, Don't know why I have the power, but I do. Uh, Alex has a really good case, but I'm going to be honest. Nick, I think we're going to have to give it to Israel Adesanya for flawless victory award because the mere fact that all he did was faint and knock the guy out and didn't get touched once. Low kicks Uh, on the biggest thigh in the world, but honestly, Justin Gaethje... That was a that was that that's was a, that's a good one. If, he, if Justin Gaethje would have just finished that in like two rounds, Oof. but that's Oof. why I think it's so much better. He hey, if the award's been given, the award's been given, Alex. No take backs unless all right, the last three ones unless the last three we've changed. Five <laughs> rounds, bro. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, how many and fights? Tony did? had memes. Oh, he yeah, did. he did he have did sleep that night. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. All right, guys. Uh, that was the best performance 2020. All right, let's move on to some juicy awards now. We got the best KO of 2020. And just to refresh the audience's mind and also you guys, Benel Dariush and Scott Holtzman. Ooh, spinning back. That's a good one. That's but a good one. Don't forget Benel Dariush and Jakar Klose. Ooh. Can I also say Benel Dariush is a good candidate Break- for breakout fighter? I would. I, he had I a agree. great year, man. I just wish he had more than two fights. I just wish he had more than two fights. But he, man, he looks so good, dude. He looks he so did. good. He did. Guys, he also forget. looks fifty-five years old, but he's like twenty-nine. <laughs> but yes, he does look fifty-five. So he also gets our over fifty-five award. Any other, <laughs> any other takers for that award? I think right now, quick MMA fighters that look way too old. Who? DC. He looks like he's, he's like forty. He, he looks pretty like young 40. though. Come on, Alex. Jeez. But you said like older fighter. I mean, he did good, and he's 40. no. But yeah, but like yo, who looks but old? It's like thirty two, and he looks fifty five. Uh, it's the gray hairs. Yo. You know who looks old? Jose Aldo. So him, he kind of does when he's bald like that. He kind of does. Yeah. Uh, all right. Also, guys, don't forget we have two Benil Dariush knockouts. We also have Cody Garbrandt with the Hadouken uppercut on a Nunsau. We have uh, Buckley Kung Fu, and I like to say it the other way. A Nunsau. Enunciate like enunciate a Nunsau. Uh, don't forget Buckley with his kung fu kick on Kasanganahe. I don't say that name. <laughs> and guys, we also have Kevin Holland on reverse 69 uppercut. Boom, boom, boom. Reverse 69 all- is great. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, we have our guy from Tiger Muay Thai who just went to the three piece. The three piece on Moicano. That name or two. Fizzy I didn't even head. think about that. I didn't even think about that that's one. Three, that's, that's, a, a, that's a good one. That's, that's a three a piece. One. Ooh, okay. And also, don't forget yeah. uh, the back kick of death by Sanhagen to 
Yeah. yeah. Price, which also yeah, could yeah. be an upset. Also, we might have to yeah. rewind the tapes again for an uh, upset award. All right, Alex, we'll start with you this time. Give me your take on the best KO of the year. I think I know what it is. Go ahead. Uh, All right. So there's a lot, and I'm thinking of one, and I just need to check it real quick because I I forgot about this fight, and I want to make sure it was this year because did, I, year did I say crazy. did I say any of it? It's not in the list I just gave. No, is it? no. Oh, wow. So it, it just missed the year. It was in December. I was gonna. Uh, say, what was it though? I was gonna say Usman Covington because. Yeah, oh, dude, very good. I totally most forgot satisfying. about that. Yeah, most satisfying, but that was in December. Okay, so my original pick, it's between two, is Fezes and Moicano and Buckley with the spinning back kick. I'm going to have to give that one to Buckley just because we've never seen that before. Yeah. We've never seen someone... But this I is know. The we out here MMA awards. Every ESPN, NBC, CNN—they're all saying that. But what do you say as a representative of the We Out Here MMA podcast? Fazez versus Moicano was pretty goddamn mm. legit. That oh, was that's very a, fucking that's, great. That's like hitting mitts with our instructor Nick the Ear right there. That was some basics, but with some hip rotation. Yeah, loved it. All right, that was so nice, Nick. and it because it like he was out, out, and then he even and he tried tracked to act him. Like he wasn't. Yeah. Boom. And he tried to act like he wasn't. He couldn't even get on the stool and shit. But, dude, it it was so nice because he hit him with the body and then the overhand. And then he didn't just go boom, boom, boom. He went boom, boom, waited and saw where he was going, like Nick just said. And then boom, right on his chin. Night, night. Sleep. Night, night. Mimis. 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 That's a great one, Alex. I appreciate your enthusiasm behind that and also changing it last minute because we're not other news outlets. We're not sheeps. We're Leons. Ooh, we don't Leons. Leons only, Papa. Hey, Nick the Ear, give me one to combat that one, please. Okay, so I, need I have options. I need options. I, I love, I think, yeah, Buckley's. I feel like everyone's going to pick Buckley's, right? As rightfully so. It was a crazy KO, but. It for some reason I just wasn't really like hyped about it. Like it was crazy. I think it was because I didn't watch it and I missed out, so I got FOMO. Right? Um, I didn't see it live. And Same it here. Very sad. I think that's what yeah, it is too. I think Same that's here. what it was. But um, I'll give you a couple runners up before I go into my. I think my pick. I love a nice one shot KO walk off. Right? I'll say one Cub Swanson. That one got me hyped like a motherfucker, bro. When he knocked out uh, Daniel Pineda. And the way he just, I just love a nice, clean, single shot, right hand, walk off KO. That makes me very happy. The other one, Sean O'Malley, right? That was beautiful. Textbook. You can't, the faint into the right hand. Oh, you can't write it better than that. Then the other one is Kevin Holland's KO of Joaquin Buckley. Nobody talks about that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the cleanest KOs. That. Where So let me Right at you. the end of the punch. He literally throws the jab off center line, makes Joaquin move his head away from the shot right into the right hand and yes. Them. yes amazing beautiful but i feel like cody garbrandt's there we go baby hey oh was incredible and he the way he slept a sunset and he was out for like a pretty long time he was bending at the hip went up one shot that was walk a true off. walk off walk that off. was the true walk off so i feel like kevin holland's my second favorite but I think I have to give it to Cody Garbrandt. And I had a lot of uh, – I had a tough time with this one. But I think Cody Garbrandt. And yes, Fiziev, also very exciting as well. But damn, I, just, I think Fiziev's, Cody's the one. If the one-shot KO. Ugh. The one-shot KO, that's what's so beautiful about it. And it was – oh, my God. The bell, 
He walked yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was on the ground. He didn't get up. And Cody didn't yep. flinch to like chase him. He's like, no, I know that knocked him out and walked away. And it was it was the most. It was a very patient KO. Like he knew he was gonna crack him with that one. That was a good one. But also, and it was, also forgetting Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Yeah, that one it was, was just cool. Ugly, though. It was yeah, ugly. No style like, points for that one. Yeah, yeah. It was just he right, literally relaxed. Jesus. You expect that from Francis? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Why? Because why? Why? Because well, he's big, he, black, he, and powerful. He has the hardest punch in the world. He has the world record for the hardest punch in the world. So and that's because like, that's that's I'm not in the UFC. Oh! <laughs> you know what, guys? Let's just get right to it. Man, I, I think we're all in agreement of those two that we currently have nominated because all those other outlets, MMA outlets, suck at this. And we gave you guys two fresh takes on it. I love both. But honestly, if we're going to go knockout and you want to put that on a poster, I think, Alex, you can't disagree with it. We got to give it to Cody Garbrandt with the KO walk-up. Yeah. I'll be I'm happy a, with I'm that. I'm a Cody Garbrandt fan, too. Are we happy with I, that? We out I here. Have, I have two fighter shirts, Stipe Miocic and Cody Garbrandt. I would have a Max Holloway one, but every single time I try to buy the one where he's, like, oh, blue and he's screaming, always out dope. of stock. Gilbert's also frozen again. Fuck, dude. Now, no, I'm here. now he's not. I'm here. <laughs> Fuck. Now he's I'm not. here. I got knocked out. But I came back again. Let's go. <laughs> what but did yeah. you say, though? You said you uh, own a Cody Garbrandt I shirt? Own, I own two UFC shirts. Yep. One of them, fighter shirts. One of them's Cody Garbrandt. One of them is Stipe Miocic. And I w- every single time I try to buy a Max Holloway shirt with him in it, and he's like blue and he's screaming, it's never in stock of my size. But that would be oh, my Max, <laughs> send us some shirts, bro. Yeah, send us some shirts, bro. Come or on. someone that's listening to this, send Alex some shirts, honestly. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we out here, MMA Not Podcast, but show, probably now podcast. Uh, we're going to have to go with KO of the Year to Cody Garbrandt. Shout out to you. Congratulations, sir. The most prestigious award in all MMA media. All right, guys, moving on to the opposite of King Ode is getting submitted. I think I had the best one <laughs> for this one. So, Alex, hot talk. I hope you can back it up. Uh, best submission <laughs> of the year, 2020. Let's just, ra- I'm going to rally some off, give the, the viewers some uh, take of this past year. We have uh, Figueredo winning his title against Joseph Benavides, too. The one that gave the blonde stallion his title with the rear naked choke. We have Jack Hermanson upsetting Kelvin Gaslam with heel the hook, leg, yeah. the heel Crazy. hook. We have Charles Oliveira, first fight with Kevin Lee. All right, mm-hmm. and honorable mention, almost breaking Tony's arm. Honorable mention, didn't wasn't a submission, but still Khabib finishing his last fight against Justin Gaethje. We have Aljamain Sterling, Alex's boy, Al Joe, getting uh-huh. it done against Corey Sanhagen. We have Mackenzie Dern. Uh, I forgot who she, I mean, almost every fight. Hannah you know, Cyphers. Hannah Cyphers, that's what it was. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't see this fight. I had to rewatch it. I didn't realize how nasty this was. But the Arion lip, uh, yeah, lip that was a good one. Luana Carolina, the knee bar. That, the knee bar. She, is that broken? Oh, I don't happens? know. I believe she probably had to extend her knee like crazy. Not supposed to. All right, guys, we have a lot. Uh, I want to hear what? Alex's though. Alex, we'll go with you. So Nick and copy. Go ahead. I want to say my I chose so all the videos that they have like on the UFC and stuff. They didn't mention this one or anything like that. But Aljamain Sterling choking out San Hagen. Because those two, Sanhagen, Aljamain has a name already. They were like, he was a big fighter, whatever, like that. Sanhagen was the new guy. And he was the new guy I was going to go and do it. Every time I talk about it, Nick's like, mm, I don't know, though. Sanhagen, nice. And so uh, I'm, I'm a Sanhagen bandwagoner. That's why. 
But yeah. I kept saying, I was like, yo, Aljermaine's going to do work. Aljermaine literally, and then when you see Sanhagen knock out Morais, right? Like, it was easy for him. Pieced him up, all that type of stuff. Because he, he had a sports psychologist, that's why. When that fight, when that fight happened, Aljermaine literally just was like, I'm going to run at you, I'm going to grab you, and I'm going to take you down and submit you. There was, or Sanhagen had no choice. Aljermaine literally controlled took control of that whole fight, submitted him. That was the fight to be the next for the title as well, too. So what that fight meant uh, and how he got it done in the first round, and it looked like cake, that to me was the submission of the year. Best submission of the year. Wow. That that was a very good take, and I think that's a under-the-radar one as well. I like Check that one. Come on. Uh, Let's go. Nate, I'm ready for this you, one. I can't. You're wearing all black. It's matching with your mic. Do something different. Green. Take one button down, for real, so we can see the mic. Aren't you hot? Yeah, what's nope. wrong with you? I'm actually so cold in my room. Yeah, you're wearing a so. blanket. We've seen you adjust it five times. Go ahead, Nick. It's a rub. Okay. Thank you. I got it for Christmas. Shout out to my wife, Tiffany Garcia. I love Shout you. Shout out to you. It's going to be our 11-year anniversary. Isn't it Tiffany Dunn? Tiffany Garcia Dunn. There you go. Get that name in there. Come on, baby. What's up? So I'm going with Habib Nurmagomedov. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because he finished off his career with the submission that he started his career with. That was the, the submission that he ended his first fight with, right? That sitting up uh, that mount to triangle that he set up with the arm triangle, right? That's beautiful high level stuff. He baited him with the arm triangle, threw the leg over right into the reverse triangle. I mean, to the uh, the top mounted triangle. As he's rolling to his back, he gets his toe caught in the cage, breaks his toe again. Okay, and not only does he finish Justin Gaethje with this submission that we also never seen Habib really do in the UFC, and show this kind of um, this type of game that he has. Right, usually when he takes people down, he just pounds them out. This time, he showed some mercy to Justin Gaethje for him to switch from the armbar to the mm-hmm. triangle because he didn't want to hurt Justin Gaethje in front of his family. And not only does he finish him with the submission that he started his career off with, but he finished it with his father's favorite submission. Mm-hmm. What's a better story than that, right? The uh, pressure that Habib, going in no, no, no. The pressure that Habib <laughs> came into the, the fight with and he just smashed Justin Gaethje that way and he submits him. And gives up his back? Come on, dude. This is hey. And he gives up top position. Come on, man. You can't write a better fucking a story than beep, that. Beep, 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 beep. I have a pizza on my head, which means Alex has 15 seconds. Okay, um, there's a good story because UFC re- just released on their on their YouTube a whole entire story of Aljamain Sterling about his childhood, that. That really how he good. grew up, bro. Huh? And, and then <laughs> and then and then you see him, how hard he's worked and where he got to. And then he gets his number one title contender fight, right? And he doesn't just go in there and just like kind of win. He goes in there and destroys to make sure, be like, look, this is my title shot. I deserve this title shot. He deserved it over Aldo as well too already, but he went in there and did work. Also, if you haven't watched that shit, you should watch it because that shit is kind of like a little sad too. Like it makes you a little like, fuck, bro. This guy went through some shit. But I still think mine's better. I love Habib. Muhammad Ali Ha. Show some respect, bro. Show some respect. Can I also give a non-UFC submission of the year? Yes, we are a, very fun. UFC biased on this podcast, which we will talk about can I say in this? 2021. But go ahead, Nick. AJ McKee versus oh, yeah. Darion Caldwell. Yeah. I think, oh. I think ahead, that yes. has to be because 
So that submission that um, was taught to me by Savant Young, who is a training partner of Antonio McKee, AJ's oh, yes. dad, right? owner of Fight Academy. And that was that was that was the first submission or first like grappling move I've ever learned. And usually we use that as like a, a sweep to get someone from off my back to on top of somebody else. But for him to submit a really tough guy like Darion Caldwell that way, yeah, I never thought you could use that as a submission. But he he got it off, and that was a crazy. Uh, it just showed a lot. Of, like man, AJ McKee is going to be champion of the world. That guy, dare no I? going to stop that guy? Say that dare we go it. back to breakout of the fighter of the year, AJ McKee, because <laughs> nah. he's on a fucking roll right now, dude. That guy, he's almost be fighter of the past three years. I think yeah, beats, that's why I, I don't say people. breakout fighter for the year though, because he's been known. And he's been good. You know what I'm saying? So, he's just smashing everyone. He makes yeah. it look easy. For and him right to here, beat Darren Caldwell that way and make it look easy? Come on. For him to it's beat tough. Darren Caldwell that way and make it look easy? I mean, come on. That's tough. Hey, I can't repeat that because I'm going to mumble it up. But yeah, I will say. Hey, no freeze. This. All right, man. All right. It's not attacking <laughs> my spectrum. Not all of us have fiber optics in a mansion, dude. Yeah, fuck, dude. God. Also, Ooh. Nick, change the background sometimes of those books. Thank you. All right, guys, just <laughs> jump off that just for our audience listening right now of this chaotic bus mess of an award show. That's amazing. Uh, we will be going into more highly produced shows next year, and we'll be exploring the territory outside the UFC, which I'm very excited for. And we're going to go yeah. all out. We're going to be doing live shows in Asia. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I'm going to say it. So we have to do one. We'll figure it out. Alex has never had Pad Thai in Thailand. Only. Never. In the local Los Olo Angeles. at Noodle World. Only at Noodle World. The most authentic Asian noodles. Noodle World. They have all uh, Asian noodles there. It's amazing. All right, guys. Oh, man, this is tough. Nick had a very... Nick, I think he cheated a little bit because he used the, the, the art of compelling storytelling. And he it's really... It's bro. Come on, and Nick dude. is not even good at storytelling. He fucking crushed it. The worst. It. <laughs> he crushed it. But we at the We Out Here MMA Awards show and podcast not show, I don't know what this medium is anymore, Braille Center. This, something <laughs> unique about Aljamain Sterling is just, that rings true to our DNA. Oh, AJ McKee, bro. Just pick AJ McKee. I'm gonna have to go with AJ McKee for the We Out Here MMA Awards show. We Out Here, we choose AJ McKee for submission of the year. Have we all seen it? We've heard about the submission, and that's what's important. All right, guys. And no one's talking about it enough. And we're doing it here with our viewership. All right, guys. Uh, we're gonna go right on to Fighter of the Year. There are many options to choose from. And I want you guys, while you think, I know you guys have your picks, but just try to also remember the fighters uh, also from the beginning of the year, pre-pandemic, because I think we're, we also just forget sometimes what happens at the beginning of the year. We always remember what was most current. So who is ready first? Alex, your button is still open, so you go. All right, because <laughs> of what you just said too, remember, oh, you got to remember from the beginning of the year. Okay. This person has been fighting since the beginning of give the year. Give me y'all just a preface for all you guys as you guys give your case for the award. Make sure you give me all their fights as well. Continue. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't ready for all that. <laughs> <laughs> give me their fights and do it, Nick, to give me a good story of why they are the fighter of the year. You want to add some backstory about family and they're doing it for their daughter, then Darren Stewart all the way. But if we're not doing that, <laughs> give me a little bit of nuggets. Also, father of the year. Darren Stewart. Darren Stewart. Darren Stewart. He fought for his daughter's surgery five times. And he doesn't even have a daughter. <laughs> Got it. And he doesn't have a daughter. For his future daughter, because she might be sick. <laughs> All right. Basically, 
Kevin Holland, baby. Our, wow. Kevin Holland. Over over most, some of the champions. Go ahead. Yeah, because he has the most fights out of any UFC fighter. He broke the record. How many fights? One, I think five fights. He won five fights. And then to finish off the year with a knockout against Jacare on his back, feet on, not even on the floor, one leg swinging in the air, two punches. Bro, I mean, there's there's no way to finish off a year. And then on top of that, you won the most out of the whole entire year. And then his stock has risen so much. His name has risen so much. I mean, I, I think he's definitely the fighter of the year. Because of the performances he did, the output that he had this uh, this year, I think that makes him fighter of the year. Well, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to also add on to whatever you guys say. I'm going to add on a little bit just to uh, embellish it even more. To add to that, Alex, I'll even say not only that, he has a little bit of his own unique style of trash talking that yeah. is kind of – not McGregor as, but just in the sense that it can travel through the media. It's outlets. so unique, man. Yeah. He has his own unique. He's style. constantly calling people out, but it's not cringy. It's not Henry Cejudo. It's like you just believe the guy and you just want to see him fight. The he fact that he is fight. now fighting Derek Brunson because he talks shit about him is like it's happening. This dude, I rest. That's it. That's all I have to say. This guy is definitely on the rise, and that is a strong case for fight of the year. Nick, what do you got? Give me something juicy, baby. Man, this call me baby kinda, too. Uh, all right, baby. Here's the deal. Here's Ooh, the baby. deal, baby. My baby. My baby. baby. Uh, I was going to pick. Like, it, it's hard for me to deny Kevin Holland, man, as fighter of the year. Okay, you're but helping my Kevin pick, Holland by saying that. So let's mm. just. I know. I know. My pick. I, I just can't believe in it anymore after I heard Alex's. Uh, Honestly, if I'm being just straight go. up, I, just go. Just do what you were about Israel to say. It's Israel Adesanya. I think. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So not Ooh. only has he positioned himself to be a multi-world champ, a multi-divisional champ, but at the same time, I think he had such a great year. And even looking at 20, his 2019 career as well, like you, you realize the way he fought in 2020. And in your mind, you're like, Who's going to fucking beat this guy? Guys, get, uh, Nick, give me John some of the Bobby fights. Rich. Start from the beginning. Give me some of the fights from the beginning. So he smashes Yoel Romero without even throwing any punches. Okay. And you also then, might have beat him in a dance contest. We don't know. Exactly. Right? At the he lane. lost that. And then, he lost that. Okay, he did. And then, no, come on, stop it. And then he beats the brakes off of Paulo Costa. Right? Paulo Costa. Wait, wait, was Robert Whitaker before all that? That was in 2019, yeah. Oh my God! Okay. He had five, 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 four, that's why four that's fights. That's why I'm like, how is he the break? But no. Wait, keep going. We're not done. Keep going. Keep okay. going. Nick. He antagonizes John Jones on Instagram. That so he's three and zero. That's some right? good trash talking for the year. That's some good trash and then talking. He sets himself up to fight at the light heavyweight division and take John Jones's belt, well, Jan Blahovich's belt. So he's four and zero this year. He's four and zero. He's you know what? Nick has a case for. I'm going to say that I have to help each one of you with your case. I'm going to embellish this one as well. What Nick is even saying is he's transcending a record. Not only has he won his fights, he has done what the McGregor effect is in that exactly. he has set up future Oh, no. God damn it, dude. <laughs> God damn it, Gilbert. You, you got getting, to have you were, better internet. You were getting to the juicy part. There you go. You, you literally <laughs> cut out. You literally cut out. Where was I saying? What was I saying? I don't, like, you he's said setting you were like this. Up. Oh, he's setting, 
He's setting <laughs> himself up, McGregor, as not just to have a fight, but to have guaranteed money fights. Every single fight. The next one is a money fight. A money fight. A money fight. And not only that, he has also transcended the MMA space where he now has a Puma dealership. Okay? A Puma Your dealership. Honor. The last... The person to do He's a big selling one. Puma cars. Puma's <laughs> the animal. He's selling Puma animals. Go ahead, Alex. What? He cut me off. Go ahead. This is all I'm going to say to those. He hasn't done that yet. He hasn't won that title yet. That fight hasn't happened yet. Like, <laughs> none of that's happened yet. Nick, help Kevin me. Holland produced five fights this year and won every single one. He won every single one. Okay, I'll know, say this. I don't know how to beat the hand chopping. Figure for another okay, movie. Okay, okay, okay. Can I say this? Okay. This is a hot take. I don't think it's actually a hot take. Even though he only fought one time this year. Twice. Habib. No, oh, no, Habib. Oh, I thought you Habib. Why are you trying He's to the fighter of the year. Okay? Not only. Not only. I hate you, Nick. I hate you so Gaethje much. And retires undefeated 29-0 as the number one pound for pound goat in the UFC rankings. But he used But he's also set himself oh, up. For potential business Buying of, uh... in <laughs> Eagle right, Fighting we're gonna Championship. Stop. We're going to stop this right here. We're going to stop this right here. I literally think we could have beat Alex if you would have just had another point for Israel. Okay, okay, no, Izzy... no, no, okay, no okay. it's too okay, late. Okay. You fucked it, no, man. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Has Kevin Holland been on the Joe Rogan experience? No, he hasn't, dude. Transcending MMA. Adesanya has. That was, but he, he hasn't was. produced it yet, Alex. Has <laughs> yeah. he produced a podcast hey, with Joe Rogan? Has he produced that lightweight championship fight yet? Has he produced the title? How no. many times did he fight this year? Who was hey, the cover hey, athlete of hey. UFC 4 video hey. game? And broke the curse of the EA video game cover curse hey. right the thing hey. is if you get on a video game you, you die you lose that year right or who lost conor mcgregor lost anderson silva lost ronda rousey lost is he got bigger the hey, curse? ready 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 he's the hey, goat he's ready go who, who won a fight this year started talking shit to the person and had izzy start talking about this person oh that's good alex just ran into a bed uh, Kevin you know Holland, what? Baby. Just you also Kevin, to Kevin Holland. That is crazy. That Kevin Holland got Izzy to talk about him, and he was not even ranked yet. That in terms of trash talking. When when did he talk? To, when he wait after when the fight he where he almost him? broke that guy's neck, and then Kevin Holland was talking shit to him outside the octagon because he was wow. there. And then and then they had a then of course everybody has to talk about him in the interviews, right? And Izzy's like, oh yeah, whatever. He was talking shit, la da da. But now you have Izzy talking about Kevin Holland. Yeah, but I don't know, man. That's good rebuttal, Nick. Yeah, is he fought twice this year? Gave us uh, he didn't personally give us, but was one of the most boring fights of this year. I thought it was w literally worst fight of the year. That was it one wasn't because Volkov was Volkov was Volkov and uh, yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> and his other fight he was he looked really um, but, good in it. But also but it here's the thing, right? It wasn't too shocking. Yoel Romero. Here's the thing one. with Nick Dunn. Well, also. Israel Adesanya outstruck him 48 to 40. So I feel like you have to give him the dub. All right, guys, bro. we're talking about this too long. I'm going to take my decision. I actually like both of what you guys are having to say. Oh, I actually was going to go Kevin Holland all the way. Like, it, duh, because that's what we do here. But then yeah. uh, you forget about Izzy and what else he's done outside of the ring and what he's created. He's became, he made himself a superstar this year. 
with only two fights and one of them were shitty. You have to put some stock into that. No, but because this is the We Out Here MMA show, we're giving it to Chan Chang Song, the Korean zombie yeah. fighter of the year. Losing to wow. Brian Ortega in a terrible one-sided fight. We got to give it to Chan Chang Song. Honestly, Kevin Holland, the We Out Here MMA show. Kevin yeah, Holland. Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland. That's, that's the thing. Izzy, Izzy was champ already last year. He already had a big enough. He already had a big name. All that good shit, right? All that stuff came to him from him producing those fights, being the champ, and so how quick he got it. But that was all 2019, baby. This is 2020, the year that no one knew of Kevin Holland. Now everybody's talking about him. You know what? That's I think why that's he good, won Best I, Breakout Fighter of the Year. But I still think Izzy has a very strong case because almost every headline this year was covered with positive Izzy, negative John Jones, negative and Connor. Also, can I also that's say this? Go ahead. This is probably going to be the nail in the coffin, okay? For your argument for Kevin Holland, as much as I You're love Kevin Holland. Hold on, let me let me just let me just say this: Was Kevin Holland accused of having gynomastia growing out of his chest? No, he but wasn't. It, but it, Izzy was. <laughs> Let's go, baby. And guess Let's what? Go. I'm a doctor. I can confirm that. And guess, <laughs> hold on, hold on. And guess what? Izzy has it. So you know what that means? There's only two things: it's natural, or he's on drugs. So. Ooh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? I think it's genetic. I think, I think it's genetic, genetic too. But All right, guys. Let's, let's, let's move <laughs> on. Let's move on. All right, guys. We have our final big award of this uh, podcast slash MMA show. The best fight of 2020. Let me just list some fights off for you. And feel free to add some more, guys. We have John Jones, Dominic Reyes, where I lost $100. Alex lied to me. We have Justin Gage. Remember, you were all, we were all on the our toes were on that fight. That was a pretty fun fight to watch. We have also Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. Obviously, we talked huh? about that fight. Crazy fight, first one of the pandemic. We also have Dan Hooker and Paul Felder. Alex is uh, one of his favorite fights, and I think where he's up. I think you're obsessed with Dan Hooker because of that fight. Uh, we also he, have one. No, of, I he nah, he likes fight. Paul Felder. Oh, yeah. Paul Felder in that fight's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes and Paul then, Felder because he talks about how he did theater in high school and he studied theater. That's why it's out. That is correct. That's a different award. Thespian yeah. Award goes to <laughs> Paul Felder. Uh, one of my personal favorite fights of the year, and I can't believe I'm saying this because they're not even like huge names, or superstars. Josh Emmett, Shane Burgos. That was a that fight sick was a fight. banger. I forgot uh, about that. We also got we got our boy Dustin Diamond Poirier and Dan Hooker. Crazy fight. Mm-hmm. When you got Teddy Atlas a boxing talking about an MMA fight to that length on his podcast, you know it was a good fight. Uh, we also have Figueiredo and Moreno, one of the best uh, draws of the century. Uh, we also have you can't go wrong with this. <laughs> I think people are gonna forget about this. Like it's weird. Is this like the most assumed to win fight of the year? But also it was so early on, people will forget because there's more. Recent Yoel fights. versus Izzy. Joanna uh-huh. no, versus Joanna versus Jan Joanna versus Jan Jacek. And our girl and Nick's sister Zhang Wei and we also have, I put this one, a lot of people didn't have this on their list, but my heart rate was racing through this one. Miochik versus Cormier 3, just the buildup of it, just the entire yeah, yeah. fight week of it, to me, was such a, was one of the best fights of the year. And also, shout out to Serrani versus Pettis 2. People forgot about that one. I thought that yeah. was pretty fun. Really? Serrani versus Pettis 2? I was like this. Serrani versus Pettis You guys forgot about the fight. You forgot about it. No, I, I remember watching what the happened? fight. And what happened? I remember thinking oh, that remember. fight wasn't that good. Yeah, I didn't really I get that hyped off. What that happened? Fight. What happened? Go ahead. Uh, everyone thought Pettis. Anthony Pettis 
won. I mean, lost. Yeah, and he won. and everyone thought no. Donald Cerrone won. He kicked him in Japan. He won and got to fight Benson Henderson next. What? That was Joe Lozon. Anyways, next. All right, guys. Uh, we'll start. Who wants to go first? Raise your hand, or if you're missing a button from your sleeve, Alex, go ahead. <laughs> um, you know there was a lot of good fights. This last fight card, that fight was insane. Good, but I have to say Zhang, uh, uh, Wiley Zhang, and Joanna Young Jacek. That fight was so good. They both put lit. They both literally gave all that they could to try and win that fight. It was a close fight, but why I think it was the best fight of 2020 was because this year was a year obviously where everybody couldn't do normal life, right? It was COVID, all that type of stuff. So my thing is, I'm going to my mom's house to watch his fights. They don't watch fights. My little sister doesn't watch fights, any of that. So I have them watch the fights because it was live that night. They watched this fight. They were so into this fight because it's two girls, right? Fighting. They're going all of it. They're, they're screaming. My mom is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so cool. That fight had my mom literally like, hey, is there fights on next weekend? Oh, are you, can I watch it? Oh, that fight cool, made man. a lot of fans. Just that fight in itself. It, and I think especially for uh, women's MMA, right? It was, it was so Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. This fight right here really put the women's MMA on the map. Like, no, look look at the talent that's coming around now. Ronda Rousey was in a time where no one was as good as her. There was no one as good as her. She was just destroying everybody. But now the talent in, in women's MMA is getting so good. This fight was so good striking-wise, all that type of stuff. I thought that that was the best fight of 2020. That is a hot take, and it's a take that I will be taking to my dinner plate. That was fantastic. Nick, what can you provide for us and offer us? So here's the thing. Um, okay, I think we Zhang Weili and and Yoannity and Jacek is the clear front runner, and I feel like is the fight of the year. But you cannot deny that. But my personal favorite was Dan Hooker and Dustin Poirier because mm. you saw in that fight one no crowd. So you for me, I'm a big fan of hearing the blows. I'm, I'm a big fan of hearing like the banter between the fighters, which you got a little bit of that in between. And every moment in that fight, it was everything about MMA that you love, right? A little bit of grappling, a little bit of takedowns, a little bit of, of guys standing in the pocket and just and little vessels and, and people throwing at each other. And both fighters at, at separate times in the fight almost ended the fight. And they're like Dan Hooker almost finished Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier almost finished uh, Dan Hooker multiple times in that fight. And I feel like you could say the same thing about Zhang Weili and Yoannage and Jacek, right? You watch these fighters throw everything out there and you really believe that they left everything in the cage in that fight. So it was, it was a major spectacle. And I feel like there's no losers in this category because it was probably the clearest sign of like why people love MMA and fighting sports in general is because you see people leave everything that they have in the cage and you know that they're sacrificing their body, their brain cells and, and fucking CTE for them to put on a, a show for all these people. And because there was no crowd, I feel like people, well, at least in my opinion, I felt like I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. And I was able to really appreciate the damage and the bodily harm that they were doing to each other. Mm -hmm. So to me, I feel like uh, Dan Hooker and Dustin Poirier was my was my fight of the year. But Zhang Weili and Joanna and Jacek, I think you you have to give it to them. You have to because 
they're one, they're ladies and they're just showing them that they could fucking scrap. And I think just back and forth wise, it was just, um, it was just nonstop. So yeah, I I'll, changed I'll, my pick and I'm going Zhang Wei Lee. Can I say one more thing about the Zhang Wei Lee fight too? Please to me, it, I think it, I think it helped the sport in the sense of women's MMA. And I think yeah. the only fi- the fight that you can compare that to is the Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner fight, but roles mm. reverse. It's, yeah, it was, I agree. Cause literally like to see, I've been in, I've been into MMA since I was what, 13, 14 years old. My and mom, how old are you, I, how old are you now? I was lie. I was 27, lie. 42. Go ahead. And they've never been into it. My mom, they watched that fight and they were like, oh my God, this is actually inciting. My mom's like, I don't know why I don't ever watch these. These are fun. I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been telling you this for 14 years, right? So I just think that fight did a lot. I think when people talk about women's MMA, no matter what, you have to talk about Ronda Rousey. But I feel like the next thing after Ronda Rousey is going to be that fight right there. And wow, I think that put the nail in the coffin. Uh, yeah, I agree, guys. I think that is Fuck the fight, fight of the year. Uh, just to jump off what Alex and uh, what Nick were saying, man, that fight really um, not only was it good for women's MMA, but also I think it, it made the UFC realize the value in the 115 division too. Mm-hmm. You have so many matchups after that fight where all the attention was put on the 115. It used to be 135 because of Ronda, but now it's like, oh, 115 is where it's at with like mm-hmm. technical, quick, fast fighters. And also yep. that fight could have came at a better time when the UFC is like really trying to break into China and they were building yes. that stupid thing. They didn't have any stars over there. And they finally get her and China's behind her, behind a woman in China. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. So it kind of came out of nowhere too, right? Nowhere. I mean, she kinda had that nowhere. like, Andrade, she like destroyed her, but like we didn't see her on that big, big stage. And also Young Jacek, we love her. Uh, also, I honestly think it helped. Cleanest her strikers her, in the game. One of the her, cleanest. Her getting that hematoma, I think, helped the fight because it, it brought insane. so many headlines. Yeah. And, uh, also, Zhang Wei Li had one of the best like face-off comments out of every face. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Joanna's <laughs> talking shit. She goes, "Shut up." Dude, that uh, was like that was like headline. Hey, you can't do that though. You can't do that though. For, like, she was like very much yeah. shut up. Very much. Very much shut up. <laughs> And the thing is, like, she just smiled. <laughs> I was like, love you right there. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to her. Um, guys, uh, that is our, all our big awards. We have some quick ones. I want to get some rapid-fire awards for you guys. Uh, Nick, first, top of your head, most cringe moment of MMA this year. Go. Uh, I don't know. I have one. Henry's... Okay, oh, go. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Henry Cejudo, My bad, my bad, my bad, right. my bad. No, no, go. I don't have one. Uh, Alex Hernandez talking shit about Donald Cerrone giving up in the Conor McGregor fight, even yes. though Donald Cerrone beat the living oh, shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. the cringiest moment to me this whole Oh, year. actually, I'll say fucking Stephen A. Smith. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the Conor McGregor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, Sean O'Malley talking shit about Chito Vera, even though Chito Vera. I changed mine. I changed mine. I, I choose that one. I choose, I that, choose one. that one too. That was mine. I had that was gonna be the Chito Vera. Or actually, you know what? You know what? You know what bothered me? And this is recency bias, but I just didn't like how Chito Vera yeah. was like doing this True. motion when Jose Aldo uh-huh. had his back for the whole third round. Yep. I'm like, dude, don't beat my ass, Chito Vera, because I know he lives in California. He's gonna beat my ass. But like. But in a it's cool like, way. Dude, he took he took yeah he took your back and he and he was trying to submit you for the last round like what do you expect him to do right like come on i think he's like getting mad he's like hey alexander hernandez your neck because you could tell like when he was in that interview right before he said that because they asked him about it you could tell that he knew that he was gonna he was just trying to say some shit he goes he gave up and he was trying to like play off this whole thing i'm like bro he beat your ass he finished you 
and you're gonna sit here and talk shit. Now Nick's smoking a cigarette while we're doing like smoking a cigarette, dude. Why? It's that candle. Okay, players. I think I think that was my most cringe. Sorry. I like that right there. All right, next one, Alex. You go first. Best dress or best style? Go. Uh, Fighter. Figgy. Did you see him in his last fight? Look good. Davidson Figueroa. All of a sudden, he went from wearing like all this just normal clothes. Like he was all Gucci'd out with like this big ass fucking look like a big old towel, like a curtain around Dude, him. It was he's all playing Gucci. the part. He's playing the part, yeah. and I like it. Nick, who you got for best style or uh, best dressed? Uh, and Ashley. Uh, Colby Covington. Actually, you know what? He does try to dress the part. No, no, no. It's it's oh, it's the Maga hats. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Jorge Masvidal came into <laughs> Fight Island? And he was wearing that dumb robe. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll choose him. I kind of like that. That was fun. Uh, I I'm gonna like go back that. really to cringe moment, and this might just be like I've been getting annoyed by her IG page. I had to actually unfollow her. Was Yona Young JJ? Why? Because she, 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 bro, she, she's an Instagram model now, huh? Dude, she, I remember when I, I don't know if you guys fell in love with her at the same time, but when she came over from Poland and she was just like this, like scrawny girl who just like wanted to fuck everybody uh, up, never wore makeup, hair always didn't care about that stuff. And it's all her Instagram pages, her like just training and being like, I'm training hard to be a champion. And then something happened. Someone got a job on their upper potty. And all she started doing was just <laughs> posing photos and bikinis. And like, yeah, this is yeah. not She's you. She's living her best life. She's living her best life. Man. I also Damn, I might no. need to follow her day and shit. I don't even follow her. No, yeah. Hey, she looks like a different person. She like, not, not like, I, I just feel like what you said. Like when she came to the UFC, she seemed very kind of tomboyish, right? Yeah, a little Connor. And then now she's she's definitely like, oh, you're you're Paige Van Zant kind of now, you know? I get it. I was talking to some other females about this who are fans. She's way more like, girly now. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just which like, is fine. Which is it's fine. Just such a weird. It's such a strange flip because I always thought yeah. of her as like the I'm a hustler fighter, like grinding it out. Anyways. I feel like she made her money and she's like, you know what? I'm just going to make money off IG. And she probably is. So good for, for making, her. She's for sure making bank. She's probably uh, smarter, you know? All right, guys. Best trash talker. Alex, go. Oh. Uh, of this year. Who has some of the best liners? Who has some of the best headlines as a trash talker? John Jones, your favorite fighter. I think you got to go dude. Kevin Holland, dude. Maybe Kevin Holland. Even Izzy. Maybe Izzy. I would say Izzy. Izzy. Uh, you know what? No, no, no. Hamza. He's like, I smashed oh, yeah, this Hamza. guy. Actually, Hamza. I smashed this guy. I smashed him. You want me to fight him this week, brother? I He's like, him. clean my room. I smashed you. I smashed everybody this week. And you give me yeah. one fight, I smash him right yet there. That's right. a pretty good Hamza. All right, guys. Best butt male fighter. Nick, go ahead. Ovin St. Pru. Yeah, he got a he got a thumper on him, dude. Bro, as soon as you said that, all I did was picture uh, all I pictured was like a, one of those like um, alpha mega stamps on his butt cheek. Bro, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he has the biggest butt I've ever fucking seen before. You know who made me think about it? Uh was uh I remember listening to Brendan Schaub's podcast and he had mentioned Of course it. Brendan Schaub yeah. made you think about a man's butt, dude. But he but he had said it, so like the next time I watched his fight, like I just looked, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker really has a juicy up in that hey, you know, and, and he, you know when it doesn't help him too he wears his pants high and tight Ooh. so mine is probably fuck i can't think of one man i wish i prepared for this fuck probably hey, yoel romero relax dude, dude. Yoel relax. relax i'm an observer of, of hmm. glutes male okay? butts guys male guys. butts all right i'm gonna leave it to you guys one more time uh what are you grateful of uh, who do you great what are you grateful for for the 2020 mma world what is one thing you're like, I'm glad this happened this year? I'm glad that Dana White, even though I believe that we all need to be safe and 
and all this type of stuff with the virus that it's real. We got to really take precautions about it. But I'm glad that Dana White did do that, but was still also like, fuck this. I'm not letting this virus stop the UFC. So I'm grateful for UFC saying that and producing fights because they gave us fights for literally like six months in a fucking row. It felt like, like Mm -hmm. every single weekend there was a goddamn fight. Yeah. So to the point where we started an MMA show, not podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Now podcast because of all this. So because of the ecosystem that Dana White created. And also too, it's like he created a blueprint for? for all sports. True. Right. Safely. Because for the NBA bubble, right, and it was probably one of the best like finals or, or best playoff series that you could ever watch. Just watching them in the but NBA. They weren't right? first, but they weren't first. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, but also, I feel like this is the biggest year for MMA 100%. across the board. So much yeah. more eyes on ESPN, like ESPN MMA, like. It's just in general, I feel like the sport is going to blow up even bigger because of the stars that created that came out of the pandemic, like the oh, Hamzats, yeah. the Kevin Hollins, right? And um, I feel like the sport will forever be bigger because of this, uh, because of this year, yeah, in the best way possible. If there's any positives out of this year, it was how much MMA we got to watch across yes, the board. Sir. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's into it, and actually, we got spoiled well. because. Yeah, we did. Uh, because like I feel like, what the fuck do I do with my life for these next three weeks until fucking fights yeah. start again? So, I'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> hey, I'll you be hanging out with Max. my boy Max. Yeah, I'm gonna hit him up. He's flying to uh, he, he had to fly out to uh, Fight Island though, so you might not see him. Ooh. That's true, huh? Uh, uh, you know what? I also didn't I didn't put this on here, but just a shout out to uh, Cater and Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, fight. I don't know what that was. That was one of the. That was, that was another fight. great fight. Uh, all right, guys. We'll see you next time uh, with the regular episode. Uh, what is that? It's gonna be the Holloway verse. Who's he fighting? Cater. Cater. Oh shoot, versus Man, Cater. that's gonna be crazy. So we'll hit you guys oh. with that episode when that comes out. We're gonna be on a tighter schedule this next year. We're really excited. I think we've got some big things that we're gonna talk about uh, privately, and we're gonna hopefully maybe do this in person one day. Hmm. But if not, I know people have also just enjoyed us doing this on Zoom, so we can have fun with it. Honestly, um, and we're gonna uh, the podcast. We're gonna move it over to all your favorite uh, streaming services. Uh, we're, gonna try to do, we're gonna try to do more content, make it um, just make the show better next year. We're, we're really coming at you, twenty twenty one, guys. Live we're streams. We're gonna blow this. Up. Oh yes, more live streams. Maybe we'll do a live stream for one of those fights. Whatever works out for one of your guys' schedule better. Uh, maybe the pay per view. Connor Poirier. Duh, Connor Poirier. Connor Poirier. That's the next live stream, guys. That's the next live stream. Be there. We'll do giveaways. Oh, I'm gonna do a giveaway right now. Hold on. Uh, vamp, 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 vamp. Uh, uh, Gilbert, if you, if any, if you, all you true we out here MMA fans, if you've been watching, you've noticed that Gilbert has never had a bed frame, and if you've noticed, he now has a bed frame. So our boy stepping up in the world. His internet went to shit, but he has. Bed all right, frame. so we are back. We're gonna do our final giveaway for the end of the year. It is the MMA Awards show, so we have some amazing giveaways for you. We are giving away a UFC Yuana Yan J chick. Signed poster to me, Gilbert. She says, love you, Gilbert, my favorite heart. So we're giving away a signed autograph to me, to you. You you. Actually, you have a choice of three. Yoana Jojicic or Joseph Benavidez to Gilbert. Love, Joseph B. Can I I say something real quick? Yep. 
you giving away a Joanna Young Jacek poster sounds really bad, especially after you said you had to unfollow Joanna. So it just sounds like you're not a fan of her anymore. So you're just giving away Joanna shit. I'm <laughs> kidding. I just follow. Also, give away Joanna signed gloves that she gave me. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> So guys, I don't know why, but I have two Joseph Benavides ones. <laughs> Dude, Joe B. This one's oh, this one says to Gilbert, Joseph Benavides, or if you guys want this one, it says to Gilbert, to my favorite Filipino, Joseph Benavides. I was gonna say something, but it's pretty mean, so I'm not gonna say it. Say it. Damn, say it. Say like it. he's giving away posters of two people that tried to fight for a title and just couldn't. Oh, <laughs> and Come that's on, our show. Take it back, uh, Alex. I take. Take it back. back. Right, I really wish right. Joseph Benavides would have won that, though. Me too. Know. You know what, Joseph? I say join a tournament, go to freaking One FC, and uh, try to beat DJ. Make some money that way. That'd be really cool. I think. Uh, win a title somewhere else and come back to UFC. Uh, all right, guys, that's our show, uh, our first MMA Awards show. Next time we do this, maybe we'll do it in person with a podium and fancy graphics and all that stuff. But guess what? It's pandemic, and this is how we do it at the We Out MMA show. Nick, where can we follow Sponsor you? Sponsor us for 2021. Nick, yes. the air on everything. Alice, where can we follow you? Lift God with two Fs and two Gs everywhere. And you can follow all your CDC updates as usual at Gilbits. Also at Barack Obama. We love you. <laughs> Also at Barack Obama. Keep eating on the mic. I could tell that you're big mad. Cause I've been doing things that you big can. And we be keeping bitches with a big gap.